0: You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women, killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, right, get out of here. Podcast. Welcome to episode... Forty-four of the Bossy Beach Podcast with me, Elsa Mitchell. Um, look, I have played this over in my head lots of times and I'm not really sure how to introduce this guest because if I feel like if I say the words tax accountant, you're all gonna just turn me off. <laughs> I have got the most fabulous slash the Beyonce of the tax accounting world. <laughs> diana todd on the podcast today uh how's that for an intro diana loving it loving it so far yeah i've to insult you and call you beyonce in the same in the same breath
1: also very accurate
0: (laughs) it's so funny isn't it because i'm like tax accountant i'm like yeah right but that's not how You're very well known in the money space in Perth in Australia Mm -hmm. and you have a super fun, sexy voice to spice this conversation up as well. But I am pumped to talk to you because we've got lots of good shit to talk about today. And who doesn't want to know about money, but not in the boring sense. I know that it's been calling it boring, but in the fun sense, in the manifesting money sense, in the money mindset sense. And what I love about Diana is that you have the ultimate combination of practical and woo-woo when it comes to yes. money.
1: Yes, I, I try. I try to blend the two because I really feel like they're not separate in this world. They coexist. And we just need to fully show up for our money on all levels. And that includes energy and practicality with aligned action. So, yeah.
0: I love that. So before we get into the juicy stuff, you know how to get rich just by manifesting <laughs> <laughs> Can you share with my listeners a bit about your story and sort of how you came to be in Oz and then a tax accountant and now like a celebrity oh, tax accountant <laughs>
1: For sure, for sure. So I grew up in the USA, which if my accent hadn't given it away yet, that is where I was born. And I climbed the corporate accounting ladder, had all of the right things when it came to ticking all the boxes with a successful career, a successful life in the US, had a great job, nice house, nice car, and I remember there was a conversation. I overheard one of my colleagues one night saying, oh, you know, behave for your mom, little Jimmy. I promise I will come and say hi to you tomorrow before I go to work. And I said to myself, wow, that person is a 45-year-old father. And if I don't do something to change, that is going to be me. 20 Mm. years from now? And is that what I want? And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I decided to go on and and seek adventure. And I would spend a lot of time in my cubicle at work, staring at Google Maps, thinking of all the other places I would rather be (laughs) than at work, (laughs) as you do. And Australia just always just jumped out at me. And I said to myself, you know what, if I ever get the chance to go there, I'm going to make it happen. And that's what I did. I came on working holiday visa back in 2011 and got sponsored under a skilled visa and got PR and got citizenship after that. So it's been quite the immigration journey. And that's how a little bit about how I ended up in Australia. How long ago was that? That was 2011. Now, for Americans, it's actually quite easy to come to Australia if you're under the age of 30. So I know I
0: always thought it was quite hard for us to go there. I'm not really sure about the other
1: way around because (laughs) I'm not sure about the other way around, but I actually found that it was really easy for me to come to Australia. So I said, you know what? I'm going to have an adventure. I'm going to go to Seoul, South Korea and teach English first just to do something. Wow. And so I actually went from the U.S. and lived in Seoul for two years, taught English, met a boy, fell in love, and convinced him to come to Australia with me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. We, so we settled in Perth, Western Australia, and started to build a life together And he was actually diagnosed with blood cancer when he was 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And it just blindsided us like a ton of bricks. And we went through all of the cancer treatments in Australia, ran out of options here. So we moved him back to the US, still continued to live and work here throughout that entire time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, And yeah, and he unfortunately lost his battle to cancer in 2013. So then I came back to Australia and said, "Wow, who is it that I want to be in? What do I want to create with mm-hmm. this life, with this beautiful gift that I have, the gift of today, that he wasn't given, you know? And yes. I started to really evaluate like, what is it that I want to do with my time and my energy while I'm here?" And I was like, "Well, I'm a really good accountant. I've been doing that for a long time. How about if I find a way to change?" the lives in the bank accounts of small business owners. And that is where the whole idea of balanced tax accountants came was through just that whole self-evaluation and reflection of really looking death in the face. (laughs) Yeah. I've been there and can
0: relate to your story so much. I mean, for anybody that hasn't followed my story so far, I lost my best friend and business partner just a little over a year ago, same thing, um, breast cancer. And it is such a life-changing experience. I find hard to even articulate the words to explain what it does to you. And I always wish that I could give that same lesson to other people, but without them having to go through the trauma <sighs> of life is so short. I understand exactly where you're coming from
1: um, with that. Yeah. Because I, I really think that even me as a person, I I always – I felt like I was a good person, like trying to do the best by people. I would never intentionally do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Then after really just seeing how cancer could change your life
0: Mm -hmm. in so
1: many ways that it was just like, wow, being kind and the importance of that in humanity just took it to another level of realization for me. And it's
0: funny how you have also for me. I've found so much beauty in in losing someone so close to me, and it's interesting because you could see how you could be like the world is fucked, oh, sure. <laughs> but so much came out of my experience with Christie that was so positive and so much beauty and kindness. It was a life changer. It is interesting. It didn't didn't have the impact I thought I'd be a little bit more resentful and bitter against the world but actually it was the opposite
1: yeah um I think that you really don't know who you are until you go to something go through something as traumatic as that yep and then it's just like there's there's no energy to put on a facade (laughs) (laughs) you're just trying to get through what it is that you're being faced with and yeah. So, I guess what that means is that you're an amazing person inside and out and it's just been opened up
0: and shown to the world now. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Um <laughs> but how brave of you as well to come back to Australia and, you know, just pick up and rebuild your life again by yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, a lot of people really thought that I was a little bit like I almost Everyone expected me to go back home for some reason, and I don't know why um, that yeah. was because it wasn't from me. I didn't ever say, oh, wow, I really miss home or want to go home. It was more of, wow, what an opportunity that I get to find love again. Yeah. What an opportunity that I get to come back to Perth and show up and be the person that I want to be and create a yeah. life that I want to create. And it's kind of like I saw what the end could be, you know?
0: yeah. So what do I want to do with this incredible gift of life that I've got in front of me today? Absolutely. And I think when you, you lose someone like that, you feel like, you know, you do have to make the most of every single day because you can. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent you know, Not everybody gets to. Tomorrow isn't promised. I I can't say it enough. So back to Australia and flying solo. And building a – I guess at this point you would have had a bit of a community around you that you would have made from the, your first time being in Oz. Yes. Yep, definitely. And yep. I know that you've built balanced tax accountants um, into a very successful uh, business, but what I love is how you've kind of pivoted and embraced the – what's the word <laughs> – I guess it's it's you're not just a tax accountant. You're a speaker. You're, uh, you facilitate all kinds of educational workshops. You're a mentor. You're a coach. You're an inspiration. <laughs> and how did you move? I guess from the practical to the a bit of the woo woo. I think it was
1: just me realizing that yes practical and we have habits and but what are we doing the habits for? And mm-hmm. what is really the difference between the businesses that trade half a million, a million, multiple millions a year, and the businesses that, you know, don't work out after a couple of years or that find it really hard to struggle. And I really believe it's the energy that is brought to the business by the entrepreneur behind it can make all the difference because you can be following all the steps and then if you can you can have two businesses right start at the same time same place but it's the energy that the entrepreneur brings to it to the money to how they show up for their businesses that can make all the difference in how successful the business com- becomes and it was just sitting back watching and realizing that there is more to life than just following the numbers and tracking your numbers and knowing your numbers as they say in my absolutely. profession absolutely yep there's showing up for your money, you know, mm-hmm. and more to me, in ways that makes it abundant and expand in your bank account.
0: And all of that is the energetics behind. A hundred percent. And similarly, I was nodding when you said that, because I, as someone that's been working in the mentoring space with businesses, I very quickly realized that again, people can be doing the fundamentals, like all the foundations, you know, like they can be Getting the fancy website and doing the right social media strategy and, you know, doing the SEO work and, you know, doing all the tick, 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 all the foundations. But I quickly recognized that (laughs) there was something else that would often be standing in their way that actually had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It was it's a reason why the mindset industry has become so massive. (laughs) I could see that there would be blocks and I'm like, hang on a minute, there's something else there that is beyond my capabilities at this point so as you know it's a huge thing for me now working with my clients to bring in mindset coaches such as yourself you recently did a session with my mentoring academy which was brilliant on money mindset because I see it in the small business owners I work with um in the and it comes out in ways like being scared to charge Exactly. Uh, Sabotage. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a huge one, actually. A huge one. Because it's fun for me to go, well, you should charge this. And they go, (gasps) I can't charge that. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's not knowing (laughs) or refusing to look at the money (laughs) and and brushing it under the carpet carpet. because they don't want to know because they're scared. There's lots of different ways I see it play out, but I can see that the, it is there is some money issues there and I need to call in the big guns like you to come in and
1: sort them out. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I guess in my journey with balanced tax accountants and creating that business, one advantage that I had is that I didn't go out and buy an existing accounting firm. That would have been easy, you know, <laughs> but it wouldn't have helped me create the change that I want to create through the work that I do with balanced tax in the lives of small business owners, because then I would be stuck with trying to build what I want with someone else's structure that's already in place, right? So instead, I chose to just create my business from the ground up. And it all started with a Facebook post back in 2015 when I said, hey, I've got my tax agent license. If anyone is going to pay someone to do your tax return this year, I would be you know, honored if you would consider choosing me. (laughs) And that's (laughs) how Balanced Tax Accountants got started. And I created the client base and attracted them. And what it has done is it has allowed me to build a business that is customer centric, that is human centric. Every day, every process, every system that is in my business, every service we offer, it is designed with the customer in mind and what gives them the best experience, what's going to give them the best results, the fastest results, and the most long-term results, you know, because when it comes to business, we don't want a business that just lasts six months, do we? Mm -hmm. We need it to financially sustain us for years to come and build wealth for our families. And so... I almost I feel like I did it the hard way yeah but now seven years into the journey it's just such a joy to show up for my business and it really it is a lot to do but it doesn't really feel like heavy work you know because it's so aligned with the fire that's in my soul and yeah
0: so so for you you would obviously you would see it a lot clients You and you'd you'd identify it really quickly I imagine people that have clearly got some money blockages or some money mindset issues core beliefs and things like that that need to be shifted so how do you approach that when you've got a client that you can see is textbook (laughs) self-sabotaging how do you approach that on on a more personal and holistic level because it's easy to say we'll cut back your expenses and stop wasting money on this and that but from a holistic and mental perspective, how do you deal with that with your clients? What it comes down to is becoming
1: a really good listener to listen to people, to really take the time to understand them and to see them (laughs) and to witness them in their journey. And when you become a good listener, then just, the person will tell you. (laughs) Yeah. They might not know what to call it. They might not, you know, they might not know that, you know, not wanting to keep on top of their numbers every week with, you know, software like zero is really avoiding money avoidance Mm -hmm. because you are literally self-sabotaging yourself or they wouldn't know that, you know, every time on Instagram you see someone celebrate a six-figure month or a six-figure year or a six-figure business, you roll your eyes and think, "Ah, oh, you know, like, like wow." You just get these these feelings of jealousy or envy come up. But what they don't realize is that actually means that because it's in their field and because they're witnessing it, that they're closer to that themselves than they actually realize. Because if they weren't an energetic match to that result six-figure month, then they wouldn't have it in their field, right? Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing how they're showing up for their money and their finances in ways that are just beyond, okay, what are the bills I need to pay for my business? And mm-hmm. how much do I need to collect for my customers? And who owes us money? It's the holistic view of how do you actually show up in life for your money and for your finances? So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. It's such a great Topic and it's such a a popular (laughs) topic, I guess, because who doesn't want more money, right? I mean, (laughs) that's a that's a very generic blanket statement because there's lots of people that say they're not driven by money or they're not motivated by money. And exactly amazing. Um, but a lot of us that's what we're striving for, right? Because we want to provide for our children and our families and leave a legacy and not have to worry. And stress about how we pay the bills so having a healthy and positive money mindset is whether you're in business or not in business um is something we all really want to have and I can see sometimes people getting you can see they're stuck (laughs) in the loop you know Mm -hmm. of week to week and trying to pay bills and and then sometimes I've noticed that I can give advice to me it's very obvious I'm like well you just need to do this but they and they still won't do it (laughs)
1: I think that there's something in our society that has programmed us to believe that we're not worthy or only bad people have a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but I would just challenge anyone who has those beliefs. Think about how much impact, how much good could be created if wealth was in the hands of People who are showing up for their businesses, for their communities, serving their customers. Think about the circulation of wealth through their families, through their friends, through their customers. This is the flow on effects of someone stepping up and saying, you know what? I actually deserve to be wealthy. This is a good thing. Money is a good thing. It's just a tool. I'm going to use it to multiply it, to keep circulating it through my business, through my community, and not be afraid to show up in that way. I think that society has just really conditioned us to downplay ourselves and to stay small. Oh, I have a Mm -hmm. small business or, oh, it's just a side hustle. Mm -hmm. No. We have businesses, we have wealthy businesses that are sustainable, that support us, not only support us, but allow us to go on
0: trips, allow us to buy nice things, <laughs> allow yes. us to give back. <laughs> yes. And that's just it, like, cause I, I was a classic example, I think for a long time, because I started my first business when I was 25. And I think I had that whole feeling guilty about having money. I felt bad because I was like, oh, I feel bad for the people that don't have money, or I'd feel embarrassed if I had more than somebody else. I don't know. Uh, that was definitely one of my money blockages, which I can assure you I have cleared.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I am
0: open to receiving.
1: <laughs> That's it, right? Because think about it. If you were to get, $10,000 that just landed in your bank account today, what would you do with it? Someone who does mm-hmm. not have a plan for it or has not calibrated their nervous system to be able to hold such abundance would, oh my God, okay, $10,000. I don't feel safe holding this. I need to get rid of it. Let's spend yes. it. Yes. Right? Yes. And so these are the, these are the individuals who might always have money coming in, but the money doesn't stay, or the money doesn't necessarily get used to build things, you know, when it comes to wealth and assets. And yeah, so it's really preparing yourself to just receive and hold more mm-hmm. and say, universe, come at me,
0: baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, again, relating it back to working with my clients, I see a lot of people that go through a transitional period in their businesses and they're spending a bit of time building and investing, right? So they're investing in maybe new websites and putting together new online programs or courses. And we often get to a point where they say, Elsa, I am freaking out because I am spending 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 right now and it's not coming back and we always kind of get to that little hurdle where I'm like you've just got to trust the process like this is an investment you are putting together your I always say it's like if you were to buy a shop you know like <laughs> a bricks and mortar business this is you buying your shop like an investing in yourself um, but I definitely see that hurdle come up a lot as people go through that right I'm going to back myself and invest in myself but it takes a little bit of time for that investment to come back
1: I agree. And yes, there are businesses out there that just are not a good model or not a sustainable idea, right? But I think the majority of the reason why businesses fail is because the entrepreneur gives up too soon Yeah. because if it was easy everyone would have a business
0: okay <laughs> it's such a double-edged sword isn't it because then you get other people going well when do you know like because like you say some aren't a good model and some aren't a good idea but on the flip side it's like but some people give up too soon so it's there's always that well am I that person that is not you know I should be giving up but I'm not <laughs> hundred
1: percent, and I think that's where the practicality steps in, right, and you need the right blend of money mindset of abundance mindset, and also the practicality of good money habits looking at your numbers mm-hmm. what does it actually cost to run my business if you're just getting started you need to focus on getting customers in the door. So all of your investing when it comes to starting up should be to getting customers. And uh. then once you've got customers, the next step is to keep them coming back. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And so this, I think that in business, it's really easy to fall into the trap of just spending on what Instagram tells us to spend on because we feel like we need it. Someone told us it's like shiny object syndrome when really it just comes down to having really good mindful spending habits of how is this investment going to come back into my business in terms of sales? How is this investment going to allow me to show up more powerfully as the business owner as the business owner your energy is the most valuable in the business so anything that you put in place in terms of systems Mm. or support (laughs) that's going to allow you to show up more powerfully is a thousand percent worth it
0: oh a hundred percent and this I have the same perspective because often I speak to women that are a bit you know sometimes you fall out of love with your business right um yeah. that comes up a lot like i'm just some people like i'm just not enjoying it i'm really not having fun right now and i have to remind them well you know your energy if you've got a team of staff you know you set the tone for what flows through that so when you're over feeling over your business and hating on your business and really out of love with it you have to be really mindful on how, how that energy is flowing through to your team and everything else, because I honestly, very, very strongly believe you set the tone for what then flows through your business and how your team is.
1: A hundred percent. And I think that this leadership piece that's really coming to the forefront of conversations in businesses now, I feel like mindset was maybe a couple of years ago, two, three years ago now, and now it's more mainstream. And this leadership conversation is really coming to the front now of how do you show up as a more powerful leader or the best leader that you can be for your team and for your business, for what your business needs. So Absolutely. it's really interesting to see what comes up. there maybe be a lot of Mindset and leadership programs being launched
0: in the next two years. That's my prediction. (laughs) Oh, and it's just, I just don't think it's for me personally, anyway. I feel like I've never arrived. I feel like I've progressed so much and I'm so aware, but I still catch myself. It's like we constantly need to be reminded, right? Like there's that thing where your self talk, you know, your mind takes it literally. So Mm. if you're like, oh no, we can't do that, we're broke like you might be joking but (laughs) that's not the way you know your brain takes it literally the things that you sometimes say to yourself and I'm like Elsa stop making those jokes like that's not positive mindset
1: (laughs) a hundred percent and even now I'm at the point where like with my partner because he's not woo woo (laughs) No, neither's mine. <laughs> he also has a business. Um, it's very separate to mine. It's a very different industry. But I will find him sometimes saying things like that, making comments of, oh, we can't afford it. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> that. that is not my truth. That is not how I want to show up for my money. I can more than afford it. I can afford it twice, actually. Mm-hmm. And
0: There's more to come. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, yeah, so much amazing information out there and so well worth investing your time and energy into, you know, getting in a really positive, head whether in business or not in business, like how you approach and your energy towards money is everything. I agree 100%. Um, so, Diana, um, a couple of last questions. First of all, how can people work with you?
1: So my online accounting firm, Balanced Tax Accountants, can be found at balancetax.com.au. We are also on Instagram quite a bit, at Balanced Tax. And then I personally have my own Instagram account. It's Diana Todd. Yes. And I share more of the money mindset and behind the scenes of what it's like to be a business owner and just my experience in life and in general.
0: And yeah, that's the- that's and you the are available for speaking um, gigs, aren't you?
1: Oh, 100%. Yes. I absolutely love presenting in masterminds or running workshops. Yeah, I, um, before COVID hit, I would actually, I had quite a big speaking schedule. That's yeah. Where I would be in a different city every month presenting at a different event or in front of a different group of people so I can see why
0: you're an excellent speaker um but I will pop the all the links to everything in the show notes but I also have one last thing I really had to talk to you about okay it's about your dog oh okay that is the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life I actually had to keep going back to see if that was actually your real dog or if you were just posting like the random cute dog photos for engagement on social media.
1: Yep, Oscar is my dog. He's a Bichon (laughs) priest. He is eight years old now and yeah, he's he's my little sidekick. He goes everywhere with me. How old is he? He's eight years old. He looks looks fresh. He has an immaculate grooming schedule, let me tell you. Look, um it is he's so also cool. he's also modeled
0: too. So I'm not um, surprised. Like yeah, he... seriously, if for nothing else, please go over and have a look on Instagram at Diana's dog. It is the most adorable, <laughs> <laughs> the most adorable dog you've ever seen. It brings me so much joy. So can you please keep sharing those cute dog photos?
1: Oh, and
0: what's funny is I find
1: that if he hasn't appeared in stories for a while I'll get DMs asking but what's Oscar
0: oh my gosh I haven't seen
1: Oscar for a while can I get an Oscar you know an Oscar photo
0: (laughs) I just can't go is that for real her dog that dog is so adorable but anyway I'll let everyone go and check it out for themselves but thank you so so much I honestly I just feel like I could listen to you talk for days and days and days I love what you're about. I love your combination of the practical and the woo woo. I love how you show up in your business and in the world for other business owners and entrepreneurs. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy and let's go get this money guys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to go and like start making snow angels in my cash as we speak.